0: Okay, all right, here we go.
1: Hey. Hey. Hello?
0: Okay, yes, hello. you hear me? Yep, can you hear me?
1: Yes. Okay, guys. We're going to try this one more time, because Anchor, acting stupid.
0: Okay, you know, we should be good to go this time, hopefully.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, hey, guys, it's your boy, Independent POV. I'm your host, B. Spellman, and my guest is Kareem McMichaels.
0: All right, here we go again. Yes, bro, I am here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, please tell me where you're from. Where are you from, bro, again?
0: No problem. I am from Macon, Georgia, Georgia, about 165 miles west of Savannah. And then I moved down here in 2005. For college when i was 17 and i have been here ever since pretty much
1: (laughs) how long you been on the entertainment biz uh
0: i say it's kind of staggered but i mean if i start with my television career that's been since 2007 that was february 2007 and then uh the film part of it more since like 2013 okay so, so like I said, kind of a, a staggered career, sort of. But okay.
1: Um, what else? Um, far as you know, the film scene. Also, um, you're you're a Democrat, right?
0: Democrat. I, I would suppose I mostly identify as a Democrat, pretty much, or that's what I guess I would be classified as, but, um. I guess kind of like we talked about a little bit before, Um, you know, and even being a Democrat, I mean, you have to be willing to work with Republicans and some, everybody. Um, And even though in this business, a lot of people might be liberal, um, you, you know, you still have conservatives and others. So, yeah. So like I said, I might definitely identify as one type of group, but um, whoever does the best job to, it. sometimes you do have to look at who the better candidates are in certain things, but and who you know can bring better policies. With
1: okay. Um, also, for your point of view, like I understand, like thing is so political. Thing is, everything's got to be political now nowadays. Um. How do you feel how much has politics affected the film industry, and is it necessary?
0: Um. Well, I don't know if everything has to be political nowadays, but I mean, I guess when we look at the overall scheme of things, um, government, media, entertainment, um, and other entities all kind of play a part it's just depend on i guess what side of certain things you know people and stuff want to fall um as far as um i know i mean in our country there are more freedoms and liberties that you know entertainers do have versus in other countries just as well as the media here and um versus how in other countries where sometimes the media is controlled by the government and those who try to say or do some other things you know could face problems if um, they try to speak up or say anything otherwise. But in America, um, I do think it's important uh, as entertainers, as writers, poets, artists, musicians, actors, filmmakers, all of the above. Um, that you know, there's a voice that we're singers too. You know, there's a voice that we have, and that we have to um, use that for the betterment of society, our communities, and for the people, and try to. Uh, not only speak the truth and say the truth, but then uh, shed light on different problems that sometimes, you know, is the cause of political things or the government um, and, and try to make change that way. So, like I said, in a way, though there are separations of it, but people have to, I think, draw I don't say, well, obviously do research and draw your own conclusions or or your own opinions about things or or even facts but i do think it's a job as artists in certain things you know if the political establishments do try to shut down things or censor things and certain things you know based off the type of government we have that we fight back and we push back and not be oppressed by that and and not be censored by that and make sure that our voices are heard and, and what we stand for are heard and the voices of the people are heard Uh, I think they made that saying for a reason, art reflect life. And it's not uncommon historically that artists have been on the front line of some social changes and justice and different things because they have the platform and the the persuasion to do that to the masses. So when you're on that stage, on that platform, I think that's something that has to be considered.
1: Okay. So as far as Black film... um... Do you feel that black, uh, I guess the black community came very far in the uh, film business?
0: Mm-hmm. What do you mean very far? <laughs> uh, uh, <yeah>. um...
1: <laughs> like, I mean, as much uh we were in the traditional films, such as being the gangster, the prostitute. Now we're like given more serious roles. Now we can be. I guess, we have superpowers. Even though that was like Me and Your Man, that was just one. And then we got Coming to America, but now we get various very uh, sophisticated roles. Um, not just the, uh, you know, the token yeah. character. Well,
0: <coughs> I mean, for me, uh, I think, obviously, in the past, a few years we've certainly come a long way when it's come to the type of well um multiple things the type of roles we're playing and the type of roles we get um having directors and producers and writers that are black you know at the table to be a voice and things of that nature especially when you look at like Issa Rae with insecure um shonda Rhimes with her shows like great anatomy and how the way with murder and stuff and the list goes on tyler perry oprah um of course, yes, we definitely like have a long way to go. But I think now that there's so many changes because one, I think the more people see it, the more they can believe it. You know, it was possible back then, but it's just unfortunately the powers that be that control studios and different things. Um, we weren't unfortunately allotted certain opportunities. And even, you know, even through the nineteen nineties and early two thousands, it was still and even still to this day there's still some struggles and some problems with trying to navigate those waters about positive um black reflections on tv outside of you know back in the day maybe where the cosby show and a different world were a little pivotal you know and well not even a little a lot pivotal in and showing some of those reflections um even i would dare to say like you know living single and some other things you know where you had black professionals young you know navigating through life um professionally and, and then just trying to live but um I think the other power that we have to understand now, too, is when it comes to that, you know, putting more of us on the producing side, the executive side, the content control side is one thing to, you know, just be an actor trying to get a role. But it's another when you have the pen in your hand and you're the one making the decisions, writing the checks, the one writing the stories. And so it opened up, up that avenue. And then I think like you brought up a good point earlier, you know, back in the day, you might've had just one black superhero, every blue moon or certain things. Um, even Shaft back in the 1960s, 70s was influential. Well, I think it was 1970s, but um, you know, in a kind of a reflection of, okay, here's a black guy, he's a detective, he's a sex symbol, yes, but he also handled his business, all these things. So it's really, I think to just people believing that this is possible, that, You know, a black person, people of color can play dynamic, multiple variety of roles because there are black doctors, there are black lawyers, there are black DAs, there are black nurses, there are black um, policemen, firemen. You know, the list goes on versus the roles that we typically get offered sometime. In reality, there are black people doing all these different professions. Um, There are black fathers that are present, you know. Uh, So to me, it's a matter of not only believing, but making sure that the content and the narrative is shaped in a way to where um people can uh believe it write it and see it
1: okay um but how how do you feel about the far as like we have like shows like power um there's a show called i forgot it's like a uh, it's on the um I think it's not on HBO, but um, it's like you got Power, Empower, another one called, um, it's another um, stripper type of film. I think
0: what uh TV show you talking about? P Valley.
1: Yeah, P Valley. Okay. And like things like that. Is it like pretty much the same thing? Like, feel, do you feel like like is that all we can produce? That the powers be gonna let us.
0: Um, well I don't fit well, let me state first. I've never I've maybe only seen one episode of Power If That Maybe if um I've never watched the episode of P Valley though I've heard is very, very good. I've watched a few episodes of Empire back in the day. Um of course, no, there's more to it. But then okay, so a few things for me. Cause I can see it twofold as someone who I, I, I like to say I'm a historian in a way that I like to to produce documentaries and collect data, to tell people stories, to produce history, you know, to to tell history and to tell stories. So that's one fold of it where you're even, even if it's fiction based off of nonfiction or fiction based off of just a it's, it's also entertainment as well so some of this stuff um, where it may not be some other people's realities it, it might be the reality for certain people and hence these shows are being created and produced now do I think there's all to it that the powers that be more or less could let us produce no but you know sometime too they're going to want to produce things that they think we are going to sell at the end of the day I think that's what some people miss and it's kind of maybe an unfortunate fold somewhat Um, And that's why, to me, I hope right now it's just not one of those like, oh, Black Lives Matter, you know, every company on the planet almost is trying to step up and say Black Lives Matter, that they care about Black people or people of color. They want to be more sensitive to the needs of, you know, people of color in in their different companies and things. But beyond that, do you genuinely care to produce and tell stories that matters to these people? And if so, you need to put your money where your mouth is to back these projects to get, you know, different variety of projects done regardless of just, but again, it's a business too, so people are concerned and and worried about making sure that also whatever they sell is not only going to be entertaining, but it's going to make money. Yes. Right.
1: And like, and then how you feel about like at almost every show, like, there's like an interjection as far as the the LGBTQ. Is that necessary or can shows just be shows, you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like it's forced versus then, like, you know, being, like, a natural thing, you know? Like, they, they just got to have an LGBTQ character in the in the story.
0: Well, I don't think it's always forced, and I do think it's necessary because if that's the case, I mean, you know, for a long time, there wouldn't be people of color in the film period, and if they were, they were playing these certain roles And so over the years, someone had to put the foot in the door to fight to say, hey, you know, we deserve an opportunity to be in these projects. Because, again, it's almost saying to, um, you know, someone LGBTQ, just like if it was a film that had no black people in it or a film that had no. And again, this dynamics can be different because sometimes if you but it could be the same on the on the opposite coin for some people, too, you know, it's. If a film is produced by someone black, it might not have any white people. But just be playing a devil's advocate with that. But I do believe, yes, it's necessary. Um, I don't think it's always necessarily forced, but I think it's just a reality of the times that have been here and the times that we're living in. Now, some people don't agree with it, but you can go through almost any industry. There's somebody in the LGBTQ community in the different you know, professions as well. Um, so hence why shows like Grey's Anatomy there's representation of it um, and, and you know in any other show it's, it's, it's a necessity and it's necessary I just think similarly to when people of color um, were put into films and then it was like okay now that we're in the door how can we get away from these certain stereotypes of certain things it's the same way with the LGBTQ community I think it's one of those things the more that they have a voice as well and the more that um, they get to to uh speak up about their needs and their issues and about what's a more authentic reflection of them in tv shows then that's when we could get past the oh well it seems forced or it seems this um you know some people say the same thing again about sometimes putting a black person in something oh but well, there's the one token black character quote unquote or you to say especially back in the day because you could have a whole movie and maybe one or two black people were in it true was it necessary? Yes. Are you walking around the planet and there are no black people, especially in certain, certain areas? I mean, <sighs> so, like I said, that's, that's my, my uh, point of view about that. It, it's highly necessary. It's just a matter of, to me, um, the more uh, that there's representation and the more that people are seeing it and, and hearing about it. Certain, then like, But it's just now working on making those representations more authentic.
1: Right, because like and that's what... I've heard. Okay, mm. go ahead.
0: no, you say you heard what now?
1: Like I heard, like even from like some people that are from the LGBTQ, like they don't like the, I guess what they're seeing. Like they sing like all LGBTQ, like very fireball and like they feel like they just forced in them, like forced into, versus like. Building on character, character knowing that uh, whether you know that they're gay or straight, they just they care about the character, and then maybe they develop like okay, maybe is from the LGBTQ, and it was not you know forced. You know what I'm saying? Because like they be like they can like just spot like okay, that's from like he's the LGBTQ person, and it's very obvious. You know what I'm saying?
0: Well, and again, I guess that brings me back to kind of like, um, you know, and I think maybe counselor of Dads did a pretty good job in it. There was one of the characters in that TV show who was, um, he's a gay male. Um, I don't think anyone really knew right away until his husband comes up or maybe some of the way the dialogue. So I, and I get what you're saying. And I get what other right. people are saying too. So that's why, like I said, I, I think what's key is to understand instead of like you said, forcing, And that's why I say, is it necessary and a necessity to have these characters in stories? Oh, definitely, yes. However, it's about the um, authenticity of the character. So if it does seem like the way it's being portrayed is not authentic, that's why there have to be, whether it's someone in the writing room saying, hey, hmm," as a person of the LGBTQ community, or hey, hmm," as a Black person, or hey, hmm," as a Latin person, you know, whatever the different background is, somebody to be able to kind of come in and be like, that's not how it really is or if right it, but or, or if it is that way maybe like you know every person is not like that in the community right. so it's kind of like you know growing up people used to be like oh okay all black people eat chicken i didn't eat chicken like that growing up i didn't like chicken i didn't <laughs> but i was black and chicken was everywhere i didn't like it so you know um so it, it's it's reasons like that why i say it's important on both ends to know this is this is a, a portrayal of someone yes but it might not you know, which is a good point that you bring up and other people too that it might not be a full or true representation of what each person from this demographic represent. But, you know, the LGBTQ people deal with some of the same, similar things, unfortunately, in the film business and industry too, there's these stereotypes and things attached to them. So you only get to see one type versus the ver- wide variety of a range of people who are in a particular community. And again, like you said, you know, same with black people that face the same problem thugs whores um, over sexualized um, different things that was always you know drug addicts all these different things that usually was attached with that too so it's just a matter of producing more content and hopefully also getting it to the forefront to show that there's more variety to a group of people than just this one image that's always sometimes portrayed or pushed
1: right also, let's talk about tokenized characters as far as when they want to put like a superhero character on the screen. Mm-hmm. And, like I'm seeing like characters like like did you see uh Harley Quinn movie?
0: I did not. Virgin Shame Brad. on me. No, yeah. um, but I've, I I know what you're talking about, but I'm not seen right.
1: It. And, um there's a character called uh uh black canary. Now in the comics, she's a blonde um, blonde white woman right mm-hmm. if you know comics right mm-hmm. and but in the movie she's played by a black woman um, she's um she's the actress that's playing on Lovecraft.
0: Which one, Jesse? I mean, Journey Smollett or somebody else?
1: Yeah, um, yes.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So, and then like, I'm like, how do you feel about that? Like, why they can't can't just like have a black character play a black character? <sighs>
0: Well, though I agree with that. I mean, well, I, I let me see a few things how to because that's the case. I mean, some people got very pissed with the Hunger Games when the black girl, but I mean, the black girl was playing a black girl. People were just like, oh my god, she's like, if, if I recall correctly, yeah. there was a character in the Hunger Games book that was a black girl, and people were just a little appalled that in the movie there was this black girl, and, and everybody was like, well, she was black in the book. Did you all miss this? Um,
1: yeah, <laughs>
0: I mean, obviously, yes, it's, I mean, kind of like you know, Storm is black, and X Men, a bunch of other people they have black people playing black people. Um, yeah, I don't know what the I, mean, I don't know what the thought process was behind whoever produced Birds. So what was the movie? The Harley that movie? I don't know. I can't speak yeah, for bird, that. But I mean, I guess in the comic, and then you know, I don't know because then you get something like, <laughs> I mean, obviously, except for like you know Black Panther, and I know we're switching like from DC to Marvel and stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> are some of these characters so fluid that does it? Does it matter that? It, it, let me how do i say it i guess it's kind of like you can have the white spider-man just like you can have a black spider-man that the person get the same type of power so i don't know how that works if you get what i'm saying
1: i mean i mean i look at i mean he's not peter parker he's miles morales you know what i'm saying
0: right now this like i, said, I would have to see the other film and you know, the background of the comic book to un- but i guess if you're saying the, the 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 gray area of it is if in the comic book she was a white person why now in the movie she's all of a sudden black I, mean, I yeah. guess, I guess I mean, that would seem a little awkward, yes, because it's like...
1: Yeah, very awkward.
0: <laughs> but, again, I mean, they have certain creative liberties, I guess, to do what they want to do. I don't know. Now, I mean, chances are you won't ever see a white storm unless, again, someone else gets the same powers, but she won't be um warmer Monroe. She'll just be a different version of Storm <laughs> because she had the same mutated powers. I don't know how they work the things out. I don't know. Right. But um there or or just do it from scratch i think robert townsend had a movie on Disney Channel back in the day where there were like superheroes they had superhero powers um in the incredibles they had the black character <laughs> black family samuel jackson played you know so <laughs> um i guess it's just a matter of people i i don't know that's that's an interesting one I, i'm gonna have to like ponder on that when and look into that one but to me um again i guess for something like that because it's even the thing with you know james bond with 007 a lot of people you know there's been a yeah. the thing back and forth okay it just is now it's just a character and and i think to an, to an extent an alias name that can be transferred to anyone <laughs> so you know one wow. quote on, or you know so eh, there's that kind of like hmm
1: I mean, I know when you talk about 007, like we already know like Seven was has always been a man, and then I guess they was trying to turn him to the woman, and my thing is like, well, this give her another number or you can have him play a a different like um it could be still a man, but it could be a black a black guy or like Asian guy, or I mean, because like it's still like because it has been like different men playing the 007 role, like it's not the same person. Like, well,
0: though it's not the same person, I think what's getting people is it, it, it has been technically in essence, it's been the same James Bond, it's just been different people, like you said, playing him over the years for whatever different reasons. But, right. they, but they have always to this date have been white men, never, you know, it has never been another male of any other type of color that has right. played James Bond
1: yeah I, I get with that under, like, I, I do believe like we should get a different uh, uh, race of male playing James Bond and you have the number and the name because the character is like a different agent he just carried the name and the number right Right. and um, I get that but as far as gender swapping then that's like okay now you Doing something
0: comp- totally different now. I I don't necessarily fully see a problem with even doing that. Depending for something like that, I mean, that's the agents. They did it with Men in Black. I I didn't see the Men in Black with um. I think it was Tesla Thompson and the other in guy, order. Chris. But um, you know, uh, they they did it with that film. Um, what I would like to see more of though, regardless, is let's just say, hey, I mean, why do we feel such a I mean, they did it with Ghostbusters, you know, for years. I mean, it was the initial, then they made the one with, or, um, what was the other movie they, and again, I guess those movies are different because you just completely had different characters with the same premise. Um, they did it with the Oceans, the Ocean series, but then, uh, yeah. what was it? Oceans 8, I think it was where it was Anne Hathaway and Sandra Bullock and them. But, um, yeah. so, um, but that's what I was going to say. I, it, it. <laughs> It's easy to be a moneymaker to attach things like that to a franchise, you know. But why not just make your own thing too if you got the resources and people that could be entertaining, you know?
1: Exactly. I,
0: I mean, I could have easily watched Angelina Jolie do a couple of different Salt movies when she did Salt, or um, you know, yeah. Again, something similar where you could kind of build this strong female. I think they were trying to do that with Tomb Raider, maybe too. Who knows? Because they made a few mm-hmm. few of those. Um, yeah. Mission Impossible is another one but for now Tom Cruise is still alive too so who knows when yeah. <laughs> somebody else is going to ever play it but you know <laughs> Mission Impossible Ap- so there are these huge franchises that have these characters that you know people have come to love one way because then we can get it but and then again I, I know some people can play the devil's advocate and, but you know you can't it's like, can anyone else be? Well, no, John Shaft was John Shaft. That was his name, so no one else can really be Shaft. Now, different people can play Shaft, which has happened, but so, I don't know. We we start doing that, then we might get into some serious, like, you know, everyone, I guess, is that political correctness trying to thing or trying to yeah. please everyone. I think there's a way to reach the masses and please people without sometimes touching what's been done, you know. Mm-hmm. So, We'll we'll just kind of have to see with the film industry uh how that goes because that is interesting in a aspect.
1: So what about do we need more like you touched on like getting like behind the film being the executive and the producer? Do we need do we need more both need more uh directors and producers or we need like. I guess, a nice pool or a pond of Black directors, but a pool of uh, Black producers?
0: I would say yes. I mean, I think the music industry has been a very beautiful example of that, of where you've taken, you know, the musicians, um, Black musicians, Black writers, Black producers, Black uh, record label executives, and have worked in a way to, you know, build artist and build a record label um i think in a way with the film industry um it seemingly has been a little bit slower um until you know i mean like back in the day gordon parks did own and even way before him i can't remember the man name and in like the 1920s or 30s there was a black man who he owned a movie production studio and things so to me there will have to be more of that in order for not only maybe other content to get approved, but then a way to fund those projects and then a way for them to get distributed and seen. Right. Um. That's why, in a, and and don't get me wrong, there's still like a lot of uh, white men or white people who run the music industry too and certain things. But um, when it comes to movies and films, you and and there are more directors and producers now. But if there were more groups working in some type of conjunction or unison to put certain pieces together i do believe maybe there would be more content out there from a variety of different peoples of color and things and then ways to distribute the films a lot of people sometimes have the the means to produce the content they just don't have a way to distribute it um and distribution is expensive um and again if you're going to a, a studio who might not see value in your project because of who it appeals to and they don't think it's going to make money or just don't find it interesting or they don't understand it. Then of course it's never going to get anywhere. You're, you're not going to get any, um, any, uh, you know, acceptance of it to get it greenlit, either get it produced or even distributed. But if you have a group, um, Issa Rae do it or used to do it sometime where she would have women and people of color and different like kind of marginalized groups to submit films. And she would feature them each Sunday as a way to help these people get their projects you know produced on a higher scale and a higher level and different things so if we had more people i definitely believe doing that then yeah we'd be um better off with certain things like i said to me i think the music industry has been doing a seemingly better job of that versus where the you know the movie industry kind of should and need to catch up in a way
1: okay Um, but as far as like ideas, like I mean, have you seen like Lovecraft with uh Miss uh What's her name? Um, um, Journey Smollett. Yeah, Smollett, and how like it's a sci-fi favorite, touching on race Mm -hmm. too very political Mm -hmm. like you do you think that's like necessary or do do like okay that's just a separate genre other other black people can you know go through the whole process of creating something that's um not just political but just a show or a movie
0: um (laughs) I don't know. I think it's funny that you keep asking, is it necessary? I, I mean, because depends you know, on who you ask, and I guess for certain people it is, I think yes, because it could expose another audience or other people to things that... I don't think everything's just made political because Black people just need to see stuff like that or want to see stuff like that. Most of us know what's going on with certain things if you yeah. um, are aware or enlightened or have lived you know, a certain life or depending on how you were raised or where you were raised and different things or your experiences. But there are other groups of people, too, who may not know or be aware or have had their enlightenment of certain things because because of whether it was the color of their skin or just where they're from or whatever they haven't lived the same life but these were real experiences for certain people for years and and in different ways to this very day and I think I think that's the beauty of a show like that to a degree Um, I haven't watched every episode I need to catch up but for what I have saw and and I, like, and I like the sci-fi aspect of it. I used yeah. to, like, people used to, you know, and that's another thing I think people need to get out of, too, because, and this is for black people, um, or even some other people, too, like, well, we don't do sci-fi, or we don't do horror, or we don't do this. Well, we yeah. can do it all. I mean, don't you get scared of certain stuff sometimes? Don't you think about science fiction stuff, whether you believe in aliens or not? Yeah. Black people, it, 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 all, all of these things are things that people have thought about for centuries, black, white, or whoever, so so I'm glad for that aspect of the show. But then, like I was saying, too, um, opening people's eyes up to other things that other people have experienced and the parallels, though that show is a period piece from a different time, about stuff that's still really kind of problematic to this day or because of, you know, rules and laws that weren't place then, this is why we are where we're still at today and where it might seem like we've progressed. We are also still taking like two steps back or something. So I think it's necessary. It, it is necessary. Um, I, f- I feel like some of the people, if you don't like it and don't watch it, but you probably should at least give it a chance. You'll be thoroughly entertained, and You might learn something.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like, I really feel like um, the black community in film should move in sci-fi, but not in, in a political way, but more of like, we're going to discover a different planet or we found creatures and we're part part of an army and we're trying to defeat creatures and because I, I do see a lot of independent comic books that's not very politically but they just you know they show black people having superpowers discovering worlds um commanding ships and or something like that Caribbean
0: mm-hmm. Like I said, I get that. But you know what? For as entertaining as Marvel is with certain things, yeah. Marvel is very political. Stanley was very political in his comic books, and the movie. Like he yeah. he understood there was a problem, and he made so I I, I understand, and I agree, and and that's why, like I said, I think it's you know it's twofold. You you or whomever else to have to write that content. Hopefully, someone will see it worthy enough to produce it. And and so there is a lane for that too. But again, you know, where something that's more just entertainment based, um, it doesn't have to be this. I guess as and, and I would even almost get away from the word political in some arenas is it was it was just reality. They right. took a show that, and I think Lovecraft Country is based off a book too, if I recall correctly. Um, but you know, from a time period, infused it with something that you don't think of people thinking about back then. Because I mean, who thinks? In the nineteen sixties, that people would also be thinking about aliens and sci-fi stuff. But they did, because it, you know, there were books and stuff that were wrote about it then and before then, so people were thinking about it. But um, and you mix it with the strain of Jim Crow. Yeah. And stuff like that. So to me, um, it was just a person's reality in this particular show. Now you're right, you could get something that's just more based um Mars Attack. Mars Attack had some type of every people and they had a black family, a white family. Um, if I recall correctly Hispanic, like Latin family they had some of everybody in Mars attack because the Martians would come to the earth to blow up the earth and people just had to come together and fight um, Independence Day if I recall correctly was another movie prime example that kind of did that everybody just had to come together to do. so you're right you could take a concept that's just more entertaining and put black people in it too and just say hey boo entertainment woo yay you know like you said but I think there's a space for each one again there is, you know, a certain level of, yeah, we want to be entertained and there's entertainment. But then also, I think, too, in some of these stories as we go forward, we we do have to, to me, be able to tell, tell certain stories because otherwise they'll be forgotten. Everybody just wants to be entertained before we know it. History is just like, phew. but then I also think going forward, too, on the other fold, even if it is just something with entertainment, you know, kind of. Have a good representation of like, well, this is where we've come from, or this is where we're going, right? So, that's yeah.
1: Okay. So, like, how, like, uh, how do you feel about the uh, music videos? Are they being more creative, or are they like cliche, or like, what's going on?
0: I mean, I don't, I'm I'm in a whole other generation than I don't. I mean, I can respect entertainment for what it is, entertainment. Um, Some of it, some of them are more creative than others. Some are more simplified than others. Um, Some people have more budget than others, too, so they are able to do more. (laughs) So there's a lot of reasons why video can sometimes be one way or another. Um, But, I mean, to me, I mean, I think maybe music videos back in the day could have, but then back then, I mean, they, they, they were still trying to figure it out some too. So they had, I guess some means to try to be creative to an extent and they had higher budgets back then. Right. Um, and then again, like, I don't know, what was the last music video that I saw all the way through that I can recall. I can't like, I, I like watching some independent artists music videos cause I feel like theirs are really cool and creative, even though sometimes simple, but simple, but still creative with their editing or, or the visuals and certain things. Um, Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion, WAP video, but obviously they had a huge budget to, not well I say huge, but they had a you know pretty decent-sized budget to produce that, and um, but after a while, I don't think there's much you can do new in a music video that hasn't been done. Now, you can edit it certain ways to make it look good, or have dances to make it look flashier, or certain, et- but I just don't know necessarily if they're cliche or more creative. Because some of them have been repetitive for a while now about what they display. That's just me.
1: Okay, so do you feel like, exactly. as far as short films of today, do you feel like they're they're still available? Like, do you think they're a waste of time of money and resources?
0: Um, I don't think they are. I do think it's harder to um. Because even to me, like at this point, I—you'll probably guess this would be the kind of the first public announcement of it. Not in a bad, and I and I might do one or two more short films next year, but I'm really trying to move away from doing short films if I can help it, unless it's one that I feel like okay. Not that you know, not to say that other ones aren't going anywhere, but I think they are a good platform to get you experience, get your feet wet with. Different aspects of the business in a way where hmm, you might can slip up and make mistakes, but hopefully maybe it won't cost you too much um, to to navigate your way to the next level of your career. So, no, I don't think it's a a waste of time or uh, or of energy or whatever and and resources. But um, I think that the nature of what you use them for have to be applied pretty strongly to hopefully help get to the next level um and who knows maybe in the future there might be cuz people's attention spans are short i mean between covid and some other stuff the music industry has been slowly kind of declining except for huge blockbuster films anyway so it's been one of those things about like the the film industry is trying to figure out the future and adapt to make ways to 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 uh help that grow but i think with short films again that that could help you build your resume build your reel Maybe if the right person see it, if you, you want to turn it short into a feature, it could get green. And that has happened with some short films. So there are different things that can come from doing short films. I, I definitely don't think they're a waste of time and energy and resources and money. Um, it's just how people use them and apply them. You could do a feature film and that could be a waste of your time, energy and money, especially if you don't make your money back. But um, Right. I think the short films can certainly be a stepping stone, but I know for me, I'm trying to navigate to doing more feature projects. So uh, the energy and time I'm putting into shorts, because any film production is time consuming. I don't care if it's a a five page script, a 10 page script, or 130 page scripted. They all have their certain levels of time that they consume from you trying to get it produced to you editing, um, to you actually filming and then to you getting it edited and, distri- and distributed. So I think people have to uh, just really know and think about how and what they want to apply uh, what it is they're producing to the eyes that they want to get it in front of and how they plan to grow it from there.
1: Okay. And um, knowing that um, films are as far as technology in films like, you know, things you think things are getting more Cheaper or why right, do you feel like every time you do a short film you gotta get that red that dragon that scarlet or can you use your, your film you know just with a simple iphone or or um t3i or Sony, something like that
0: um I I mean obviously any in industry of technology the with the rapid changes, things get more expensive. Um, I think and feel that, I mean, no, you don't, heck, I don't even have a red yet <laughs> or any of those things. What I do think you have to have is a strong story. I think you have to have a strong team and a performance group with you with that script. And then I think with that team, even if you don't have the red or black magic or Sony or one of the high-end canons or Panasonic or whatever. You do have to have. Um, why am I drawing a blank? Oh, that's what it is. You do have to have, uh, great, uh, technological skills in a way of that. If you at least have, you know, a camera that is a good because there's been some things I've shot on, still to this day shot on my T six I and T five I that people don't think is shot on that. But if you know what you're the fundamentals of filmmaking and television, um, shot composition, lighting, lighting is huge. Making sure your sound and your sound quality is great. All of those things along with the great story and performances. So what you might shoot it on your iPhone or you might shoot it on your galaxy. Cause there have been some films that have done pretty well shot on those things as well as you might shoot it on again, your T six I or whatever. Um, but if you did all those other things right, the lighting, the sound, the the, the editing, uh, the performances, it was a great story. People are going to be drawn to it and compelled to it, just as you can shoot it on expensive equipment. And if no one likes your story or cares about your stories or feel like your performances were dull or you still didn't light it properly and some other the things, too, because you didn't know what you were doing or didn't have a strong team, no one's going to care. Look at your project. This wipes or they might start and then they'll turn it off. So, no. Everybody don't have the budget to get a $3,000 camera right away or to produce, but you you have to know what you do have, and with what you have, you have to know how to make it work and work effectively. So, that's what I would say with that. I don't, no, I don't. Yes, things are expensive. That, that's for darn sure. But do you have to have all that other stuff? No. (laughs) No.
1: Right. I totally agree. Like, as soon as like people say like, we're gonna do a short film, we need to go to a rental and pay for this red epic and with the lens and you know, and I'm like really well because I know people. I, like both of us um went to the same school like Savannah Tech mm-hmm. and like we know John and he has like tons of cameras like we can just easily ask him. Like, hey, we need to borrow some cameras. We need to borrow some lighting equipment. And only the only exception that he wants to use his students, so which is no problem for me. And um, also like far as the film education wise, like you went to Savannah State and you went to to Savannah Tech, like, and also mm-hmm. we're both in Savannah and. We have also SCAD, which is probably very expensive than both of them. So, like, where's your, my point of view as far as you want to learn about this skill? And plus, you can also learn through YouTube. So, like, Mm -hmm. say if I was come to you, like, hey, I want to learn about film. What's your, you know, advice?
0: um i'll tell like i tell my students at savannah state soak in all you can know whether and and you should be doing it all anyway i don't care just because you are in school whether you're in school at scad georgia state savannah state savannah tech uh strayer university full sail whoever there's a certain amount of work that you have to put in in school as well as outside of school people always complain i have to work i don't have time i don't have this i don't have that i get it fine whatever um but there are people out there who um, have challenges. Well, I mean, we all have our challenges. So I'm not trying to compare people to challenges per se, but um, it's all about how hungry you are for it. So I would say, yes, you might be in school, but you probably still should be reading books or studying YouTube videos about how you can film and produce this and do that. Um, even if you don't go to SCAD, but if you want to work on, or the Art Institute or some of these other schools where you might not attend, because I didn't attend any of them either, but I worked at a TV station where people did. And I was like, hey, hey, you, do you need help with your films? I'll come volunteer just to get my, you know, get experience, to get my feet wet, to to, to learn as much as I can. So from these different components and variety of things, that's what people, to me, to me uh, need to start doing. And I think that's... Um, I think that's what's lost overall in the overall schema with a lot of people, and a lot of different things. They don't try to soak in as much knowledge as they can. Some people, even like I said, some people think because they go to a certain school, they learn all they need to know. Well, no, you haven't. You've learned what you know. school taught you and some of your experience have taught you, which is great. But there is more to it than that you've got to learn a lot more. So like I said, I don't care if you go to SCAD, Savannah State, Savannah Tech, Harvard, whoever, Howard, whoever, learn as much as you can. You you have to be willing to do that. And just don't think school, no matter what school you go to, is going to give you everything. There's a certain amount of work outside of school you have to put into it that you're gonna learn just by doing. That's all. Yeah. So so learn as much as you can. Take advantage of those opportunities to work with as many people as you can. Especially if you're just starting out. I mean, you know, it's one thing if you're in it for a few years and you might have some connections and some resources to lend on, then you know, you might have A way to navigate the waters a little easier but if you're just starting out you're gonna have to you know earn your keep and and do that by learning as much as you can that's the best thing i can tell any i mean that's what i tell my students and the best thing i can tell anyone who who's listening and who will listen to this is learn as much as you can i think that applies really to any profession but you know especially in the film business is one you you have to know by doing And uh, so that's what I feel about it. And then know, let me know your budget, too. Know your pocket. If you can't afford, you know, certain schools obviously don't go there. Don't break the bank because you think. But just because you go to a school, too, where you feel like they have, you know, it's cheaper to go to or you might think they have less resources, open your eyes to who and what's around you and take advantage of that. Because if you don't, then, and, and that's what, to me, separates the people who get jobs and who get somewhere and the people who don't. Right. It, it's really about how hard you go for it, too.
1: Right. Right. because like so, I'm yes. kind of like <laughs> glad that I went to Savannah Tech instead of like on the SCAD or Savannah State it was much cheaper and then I felt like I got more I didn't, I mean I could say I got like I guess 50% hands on because I was very you know adamant what I wanted to do I wanted to do this thing you know I'm glad that I went the cheaper route instead of just getting out alone and had to pay for it. And
0: I just, it was just cheap. And like, I feel like I. Yeah, cheap. I mean, it was. And and then, like I said, I I think people, that's what uh, sometimes to me, from my observation over the years of working in higher ed and then just knowing how I am as a person and some other things, people don't look into details of the programs they're going into sometimes. And then you got to think, of course, any school. Is going to try to market, you know, things the best way they can. That's just a part of them trying to get people in to make money It's a business. Yeah. However, um, try to find the program that works best for you with your pockets and what you're trying to do with your career. Um, I I do think the Georgia Film Academy has been a game changer in that regard, and a lot of schools that you know specialize in film, quote unquote, um, are taking note in certain things. But um, it it was a streamline to get people to work in the film industry and it trains you boom right away and you're in there um again especially if you're very uh, and not aggressive you know like in a bad way but tenacious about wanting to build in your career and get to the next level so you go do the program you do your internship boom you're in industry you you're on set doing things and you're making those connections and you're working your way up not that if you go on the other route so that's a problem either, but people have to understand in this business again is not only what you know and you know who do you know, but you gotta start from a certain point and again work your way up, earn your keep. Right. Oh, don't don't die. Don't Yeah, jump. I know, right? I'm
1: <laughs> drinking I'm drinking this tea. I drunk it went through the wrong hole. <laughs>
0: okay, I was like, Oh, be careful. We're on the other side of the opposite on the phone lines. I can't go in. But I don't know how to do the Heimlich <laughs> or anything anyway. So I will not be very helpful. But if you're choking on tea, I guess that's also not going to be. But anyway, so. <laughs> um,
1: also, like, are you working on anything? What's new?
0: Oh, when am I not working on anything? But no. <laughs> um, I mean, I've I've been doing a lot of just vid- informative videos for different nonprofits and things of that nature. I've always been doing that over the years, um, for nonprofits that are shedding light on different issues in our community and, and helping, whether it be helping, uh, with poverty reduction, helping with, um, combating sex trafficking, helping people who have had, uh, issues with recidivism and drug addiction and different things. So I'm working with a lot of nonprofits, um, have like well had two films in post production but they're done now so I'm trying to navigate what's about to happen with them next Um, I think kind of like I said earlier really trying to after maybe these last two short films that are produced late this year early next year focus um, the next level of my career on uh, larger productions productions that will have stronger distribution as far as maybe where they air on TV or where they end you know, whether on Amazon Prime or wherever. So focusing on that next level of the projects that I want to do, where I want to see them at and just kind of building my productions and production company in that world. Um, So that's where I'm at. Um, Would like to release a book in the next year or two. I have wanted to release a book for about a year or two, but I'm still working on the navigation of what I want to put in it. And and then when I wanted to to, uh, release the book, so that's kind of the the few initial things. There are probably some other ones too, just not popping in my head. But mm-hmm. those uh-huh. are the okay. ones for now. So,
1: um, so like you have worked on a documentary, did short films? Have you done music videos? Are you interested in doing them or?
0: Uh, not really. I've done <laughs> music videos. <laughs> I think like four times often, like very few times over the years, but um, unless it is something that I feel like is very artistic or creative in a way, or something that tells a story, even in the music video, then I don't necessarily want to do it. I mean, it could be quick, easy money. I don't, but no, I don't necessarily have interest. Someone earlier, I was actually talking to earlier today about, he was looking, and I was like, I, I know a lot of other people who I think do music, video. and I just feel like there's a lot of other people I know who doing better than me, so hey, you you go get that money. I don't necessarily care to do it and i don't want the money that bad from a music video to do it so no don't don't really care to <laughs> no <laughs> that's where i stay. now if you need somebody to maybe be your creative director or a director for it i would love to direct them me being the one who actually maybe doing the physical shooting and having to try to direct the artist and edit it way beyond that point in my life no don't want to do it <laughs> okay.
1: but um but thank you. I'll leave an
0: act in your music video if you need an actor. But I do not want to be the one producing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Why not?
0: Because that no, I don't want to be. That's that is too much.
1: Okay.
0: So that's that's where I stand on that. Oh. That might be, and I love music. I do. That might be surprised. I love music, but I do. I want to do that now. But like I said, it's not that I don't. It's just it has to be for me. Something that I feel is going to be creative or that I get to flex my kind of like one or two I was going to produce a year or two ago. Um, you know, I developed, well, one of them I was working on with the team, another the one I was working on solo. But, you know, developed out a whole storyline and script and certain things because they want to do like a little skip before it and then. But so I worked out this whole story to tell that related to the song. And then um, things happen. And then I end up seeing their finished result of their video. And I'm like, mm, OK. But and not that they were bad, it's just, it's not what I would have done or wanted to do. And then maybe for some people, it could be the price, too. Because, again, I mean, sometimes, especially for music videos, I'm like, you know, between consultation and trying to trying to navigate the story, it's not. Nah. So that's why I'd rather not deal with it, unless it's an artist who, who is ready and serious to kind of put together something nice. Okay.
1: Yeah, but um, thank you for this interview, bro. Like, I definitely want to do this again with you, and also want to do some projects with you as well.
0: All right, I know we've been saying <laughs> often over the years, and and the opportunity is still down on the table. I, I haven't. I I think it's fast paced as things have been happening. It's been like, <laughs> like I, I I don't know. I mean, I I've been blessed during COVID that things really haven't slowed down for me though they've been mostly which is fine i I don't have a problem working on local projects um mostly local and more television commercial based projects i've been doing in the last six or seven months but it's keeping the lights on and the roof over my head but yeah the opportunity is still there i enjoy you know working with you when we did the georgia film academy um so we'll just have to definitely find the the project and the time to to do it um and definitely i have enjoyed this too um got to talk about a variety of things so if you do ever need me again or want me to again i'd surely love to be back on but definitely yeah like i said uh, i do have at least two to three other short films coming up but i know after that i'm giving myself like my goal is by march 2021 i'm kind of working on it now i just need to get back in touch with certain people about like (sighs) my thing about it is i'm at the point in my career too. I was actually like this for a while because I always enjoyed directing and certain things. If I don't, I try my best not to lead people astray if I can help it, not knowingly at least. Um, But you know, I want projects done. I want them done well and I want them done right. Right. So um, with the features that I do want to work on and do, I just want, you know, them to be done well. So that's why by like the first, the end of the first quarter of next year. So by the end of March of 2021, I want certain things in place for the next level. Everything for me is about building and growing to the next level. I just got to make sure that the I's are dotted, T's are crossed and things are in place where I want them. and Boom. Propel them forward.
1: Okay. Um, but uh, thanks again. So next time, guys, this is uh, the PLD Podcast and I'm your host, B. Spellman. Um, my guest is uh, Kareem and Michaels.
0: Um, appreciate it and uh, well you all can find me on Facebook, Instagram I'm in both places, Twitter Carmack, boom so,
1: are you on Instagram?
0: <laughs> I am, my my Instagram is Carmack underscore Rex and the other one is Carmack underscore E-N-T one and you spell Carmack, K-A-R-M-A-C so those are, um, one is my production company page, the other one is more of my personal, model, whatever other stuff post page so yeah
1: <laughs> okay Um. until next time guys uh, be amazing and we'll see you until the next podcast okay